0: You are now listening to the Legends Lingo Podcast. Here are your hosts, Al Powder and Maddie B.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back in Legends Lingo Podcast, episode 258, as always presented by studentunionsports.com. Make sure to check out everything at studentunionsports.com from the daily blogs to all the podcasts and everything else in between. Al Nahigian here, Maddie Burnett here. Maddie is out of the hospital. He is at home. He's feeling better, I think.
0: Yes. I'm feeling a lot better, Al. It was a real. It was a close call last week with me. We uh, know. Oh, we know. I mean, like, I'm telling the good people, Al. That's all. I'm telling the good people. I um. I I heard. I heard what you guys had to say. Uh, at the beginning of last week's episode, I appreciate the love. It certainly certainly was felt. Um, yeah. This uh, this little uh, this flu that's going around right now, it's uh, it's no joke. Um, I'll flat out say it nearly killed me but i'm I'm here i'm alive i'm doing better um you know and i've never i've never had a fever as high as that was for me 100 it was 102.7 That was that was that was the highest fever i've ever had in my life a lot, uh, lot of fun yeah not fun i don't su- i don't suggest this illness that i got by the way for anyone to catch i, I don't like al i don't want you to get that I don't want powder to get it. I don't even want my my girlfriend already got it, but I don't want her to get it again. The fact that he was
1: uh, gonna like pretend to be like, oh, I don't want my girlfriend. Oh wait, I want my girlfriend to get it. That's kind
0: of screwed up. Well, she got it from me. Like she was she was she was doomed from the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, we didn't know what I had because I was just like it started off. I was just coughing a lot, and we we're like, all right, Matt just has a bad cough, whatever. And then I wake up in the middle of the night, like Wednesday, like at three in the morning, with a hundred and one fever. We're like, oh, okay, something's going on.
1: Hospital uh, no. time. Yeah. Hospital time for Maddie B. <clears throat> uh, Powder's not here yet. He will be joining us uh, a little bit later in the episode. He's just getting home late from work. So he will be joining us when he arrives back at his place. But without further ado, let's just kind of get into everything. So, you know what? I actually, no, we're going to wait because I want Powder to be there for that. Okay. We're going to start with the same thing that we do every week. Patriots, couple tidbits that we need to break down. A couple coordinators have been hired. No, it's not the one position that we're all gluing our eyes to. Defensive coordinator was pretty much announced. Special teams coordinator officially announced. Today, January 31st, as we're recording, so as you're listening to this, the special teams, I just gave away, special teams coordinator has been hired. The defensive coordinator has been hired. So let's start with the defensive coordinator. So, according to the Patriots and multiple NFL reports, Patriots are expected to and have. Is it's official, right, Benny I
0: mean, Cadillac Cad- Cad- put it out on Twitter. Like it's like, it's like offensive coordinator question mark question mark defensive coordinator eh, with a green check mark, special teams coordinator eh, with a with a check mark next to it. So,
1: by the way, good job. We're not to spoil it. So. Thank you. The- the defensive coordinator is DeMarcus Covington. DeMarcus Covington has been involved with the Patriots the last couple of seasons, particularly working with the Patriots' defensive line and has turned the Patriots' defensive line into one of the premier lines in the NFL, helping guys like Christian Barmore have a really spectacular 2023 season and helping the Patriots actually get pressure on the quarterback most of the time. So early thoughts on this hire. A lot of people were really happy about it. The players were really happy about it. Seems like Covington can kind of bring a defense together, can kind of bring a unit together. So now, instead of just one specific part of the defense, he's bringing in all the defense. And he's only 30, I think he's only 34 years old. I think he's just a young dude. So I sense the theme, you know, the, what's it called? The youth revolution or uh, what's what's it called? I, I forget. Oh, um, I can't think of the term. The term's not coming. To youth movement. That's what it is. Thank you.
0: you. i just say, uh, Al, you're in your 30s. It's fine. You, I know. Youth doesn't describe you.
1: Exactly. I'm not youthful anymore. So the youth movement is here. And again, I think it's going to be a good hire, but no one can really make that determination until we see the defense. I mean, it's not like Covington has the offense that has a ton of question marks. If anything, Maddie, we've said it. We said it the whole disastrous 2023 season. The Patriots defense has a lot of things settled. Now it's just about adding a couple pieces here and there. So, oh, I this, agree with you, yeah. so this defense is going to be fine. Um, overall thoughts into Marcus Covington getting the DC job pretty much officially, Maddie?
0: Uh, I like the hire. Um, it seems like with what um, Mayo wants to do with his coaching staff, which is cool with me, I think. Um, he it, it's kind of like he's turning the Patriots into the land of opportunity. Um, he wants to return to the traditional offensive, defensive special teams coordinator, which is what we should have had all along, Bill. Um, but, um, I like it. He's you know he's a guy within the organization. Uh, a lot of guys on the team have already signed off on liking him a lot. Even uh, Devin McCordy, who you know he works for NBC now, he even came out and said like this is a great hire. Um, he's already proven that he can he can do well with with one po- uh, position on the defense. Now let's see what he can do with the whole unit. Um, I mean, earlier early thoughts are just like I'm optimistic. Here we go. It's What's today, January 31st, and here I am getting excited about the future of the Patriots when we haven't even gotten a free agency or the draft yet. The fact that we're – I'm excited over a coach now, Al. Like That's what I was – yeah, that's what I was just
1: about to say. The fact that we're getting excited about a coach, like that just goes to show how much – How bad it was. (laughs) And how much the times have really changed. Like it's so sad to think about. We used to be excited for – all right. Maybe there's a a free agent signing here. Maybe there's a little free agent signing there. But other than that, we weren't really into this. But now, when you're a bad to mediocre football organization, these are the things that you have to pay attention to. And we're paying attention, and we're paying attention closely. So, again, a good hire. I think it's a hire that a lot of the players are happy with. It's a hire that a lot of the organization is happy with. If that's the case, then... I don't think there's much of a problem here. Not at all. All right. So I think we're we're good on that then, right? So overall, we give a thumbs up to the Demarcus Covington hire. All right, two thumbs up. So it looks like we will continue on. All right. Continuing on, the special teams coordinator has been announced, like we said. Patriots are hiring the former Rams assistant, special teams coordinator, uh Jeremy Springer. Jerry. Jerry. No, Manny. No, Manny. Not Jerry. Jeremy. 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 There you go. Jeremy. It still doesn't sound good, but again, Patriots, new Patriots special teams coordinator, just a little background on Springer. He was the assistant of football operations and a graduate student at UTEP. He was the special teams quality control coach at Texas A&M special teams coordinator and Arizona, special teams coordinator at Marshall, and then the assistant special teams coach with the Rams, and now is the special teams coordinator for the Patriots. A lot of people aren't happy with this hiring. A lot of people are saying the Rams had a really bad special teams last year. I think what's making this okay with me, Maddie, is the fact that we're so used to seeing a Cam Acord and Joe Judge-led special teams that's let us down the past couple seasons then now it's like it's a breath of fresh air. And again, I think the fact that he's under the McVeigh tree, the Sean McVay tree of coaches, I think that's going to help him a little bit too. So again, a, a decent hiring. I don't think we're going to really find out much until we see the special teams in August and into, into September, just like we are saying with the defense. So again, you know, you're addressing what you need and now we have one big need left. But do you really have anything on this special teams coordinator that they hired today?
0: I mean, it's a freaking upgrade from goddamn Joe Judge and Cam Acorn, or Acorn, whatever the st- hell's stupid last name was. I mean, he's irrelevant. You might as well call him Acorn at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, the dude wasn't Acorn. It was how squarely he was as a coordinator. But uh, it's, again yeah, another good move. I like that it's a McVeigh disciple. Um, I mean, excited about goddamn special teams now, too. Like, Like, so far, like, Mayo's putting together what I think is a good roster so far for coaches. Um, seems like he's really taking his time to make sure he, you know, gets who he thinks is the right guy for the job. And it's not just simple. All right, yep, I'll pick you, you, you. All right, let's do it. Yep, you look like you have somewhat of a brain. I choose you. I choose you. Like, picking a coach, it's not Pokemon. We don't go, all right, offensive coordinator, I choose you. Like, no. Got to make sure we take our time with this.
1: It's not gotta catch them
0: all. It's gotta catch the right pieces. Well, it'd be cool if we could catch them all, put them on one team, be like, all right, come here, rest of the NFL. What are you gonna give us? Come here. But <laughs> it's like, oh, Kansas City. Oh, oh, you'll give us my homes? Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, here's a here's a coach for you.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate that. So again, these these couple of coordinators, I mean, I think the defense is gonna be fine. special teams, we'll see what happens. But again, we can't really know anything until we until we see it, until we see it in action. So that's where that's where I'm at with the special teams. So again, we'll see what happens. But now we have a bigger question here, Matty. The bigger question is Yeah, we do. So now the defense has their coordinator, Sorry. the special teams has their coordinator. Who is the offensive coordinator? Now, there are a couple options that have been eliminated. Zach Robinson has joined the Falcon staff along with new head coach Raheem Morris. Jimmy Stewart in 98.5 put out an interesting tweet on Wednesday that said the Patriots supposedly offered Robinson the job and he was considering taking it. But then Raheem Morris got the Atlanta job and he jumped ship to Atlanta. I don't know how much I buy the credibility of the story.
0: I mean, like, if that's the case, I would 100% believe it. You look at Atlanta's roster offensively, you look at our roster offensively, yeah, we got a nice $70 billion to spend this offseason, but at the same time, you I mean, look at the current state of it, I would pick Atlanta's roster over ours right now, too. Like, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, um, probably going to take a rookie quarterback round one, um, Drake London. Probably gonna sign a receiver in the offseason too. Um, yeah, that's that's an exciting roster. You look at our stupid roster. You got Juju. I'm I'm about to blow up my niche uh Schuster. Um Fer- Farrell Brown, a complete nobody at tight end. Um let's see two quarterbacks that suck. Uh, an offensive line that's not great either. Yeah, no kidding, he doesn't want to be here. That's true.
1: I mean, it does make sense. It makes sense that he would want to go to an already more prepared product, which again, I get. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just trying to find the list of offensive coordinators that the Patriots can still potentially hire. So there's a couple names that are out there. Uh, um, Kubiak, who's with the 49ers. Brian Flurry, who's the tight end coach for the 49ers. Scott Turner of the Raiders. Uh, Nick Haley, the tight end coach of the Los Angeles Rams. Uh,
0: I think that's who it's going to be, Nick Haley. I'm like, it's, it's it's too good to be true at this rate.
1: It is. Luke Getze of the Bears. I No. Uh, I know. No. Gerard Johnson. No way. Gerard Johnson of the Texans, who is going back to the Texans. He's informed other teams that he will be staying with the Texans. Uh, Tanner Engstrand, who is the uh, passing game coordinator of the Lions. Thomas Brown of the Panthers. Then Shane Waldron of the Seahawks who got hired by the Bears. And then Dan Pitcher got promoted within the Bengals organization after interviewing with the Patriots. So to your point, Maddie, I also think that it's going to be Nick Keeley. But a reason that nobody's talking about is because he interviewed last year for the job. Now, I know you might be like, oh, why does that mean anything? It means something. It actually means something. You know what it means, Maddie? It means that they thought highly of him last year. They thought that he was good enough to at least get an interview. Why would you interview the same guy again if you didn't have a strong inkling that you're going to hire him potentially? Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, don't even bother. Like, if you're going to waste your time and make Nick Kaylee's time, you just say, nope, forget it. Like, we don't want him in here. Let him stay in it with the Rams. Do his thing down there. We don't want him. I think it's gonna end up being Nick Cayley and Nick Cayley's only forty one years old, so again, another, you know, for the NFL stand guy. pretty young coach. Exactly. Another young coach. So now what it is
0: He's a tight ends coach too, so he really knows how to use tight ends. Mm.
1: You have to think. Put two and two together. If it wasn't Nick Cayley, is there one is there one you would really be happy with?
0: Um I mean, I would have been happy with the guy who just went back to the Texans, too. Yeah, Gerard yeah. Johnson. That's another good name. I have two in mind. I got two after you go. Um am trying to I don't even... I mean, today at this, rally, like, I'm, I'm Kaylee or bust. I, I think Kaylee... Is, again, I think Kaylee's going
1: to be the pick. If not, I think Clint Kubiak could be kind of an undercover favorite. And I'll give a shout-out to our... Uh, Multiple-time guest, Diego Galvez for that one. He was the first on that one, so I'll give him credit for that one. Uh, another name, Kyle Fleury. Another name, another tight end coach, especially with San Francisco and that whole crew of talent that they have. And then, my dark horse of this crew would be Tanner Erkstand, or Erstrand, the passing game coordinator for the Lions. He's working directly with Ben Johnson, and they're doing something right. I mean, look at the Lions. I know, I know the Lions had that collapse in the NFC Championship, which maybe we'll talk about at the end, but my goodness like holy cow that was a that was a collapse itself but anyway is Greg, Roman bit, is
0: Greg Roman available i don't think i don't know if he is to be honest was like that's a name too as well i mean like i i personally wouldn't want him but it's like he did kind of like set up lamar to what he is now in a way yeah
1: he did he definitely did so we'll see at this point i don't know i don't know what's going to happen they need to make a hiring soon, though, because they need to figure out what their game plan is for the draft. And speaking of the draft, real quick, Maddie, to kind of wrap up our, our Patriots talk here. Uh, actually, no, let me let me rephrase that for a second. I actually have one more Patriots thing I want to bring up really quick. Um, who's the pick this week? I'll ask it every week to see if you change your mind. Who's the pick at three?
0: Who's the pick at three? Um, Who they take? You know, I, I think I said, what, Drake May a few weeks ago? I'm seeing that's if it's changed gonna, and all that's going to change. Yeah. It's absolutely changed since then. Um, I got Jaden Daniels now at three, the quarterback from LSU. Like, again, like I said weeks ago, like they have, it would, they can easily go get a wide receiver in the second round. Um, mm-hmm. they got to go quarterback at, th- at three, unless their plan is to take like a wider, unless if Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting there at three, which he probably will be, um, maybe you take him at three, and then you can pull like some crazy shit and get back into like the top ten and take and take like you'd probably have to leapfrog the giants. So maybe talk to Arizona see if you can get that fourth pick and go get like Jaden Daniels. Pair those two up together. I
1: mean that would be kind of cool. Not gonna lie.
0: I would. I would. I wouldn't mind that. Otherwise, it's like all right. You could probably get Michael Penix Jr. in the second round, but uh, I don't want him so uh, right now my pick is Jaden Daniels
1: yeah I got I got Jaden Daniels too I want Marvin Harrison Jr but I think they're gonna go quarterback they're gonna go Jaden Daniels makes too much sense dual threat quarterback a guy that can use his legs I mean again we're gonna ask every week until the draft what the pick is gonna be because it could change you never know especially with reports and scouting days and everything else combine and everything else too could change so uh, one other Patriots thing, I just want to bring this up real quick. Uh, Mac Jones supposedly was rumored to have been talking to someone on the Jets and basically talked about a situation, how much it kind of sucked. Kind of bad to be talking with the Jets about anything horrible. And listen, I will fully admit that I was a big Mac supporter after, especially after that first year. Like I fully admit that. And I know that, but at this point it's like he's so the confidence is so gone like, the there's no way he can come back from it. So don't even bother with that. Just let him go. Try to trade him in the offseason if you can. Try to get a draft pick for him, even if it's in like the sixth round. Just try to do what's possible to get Mac Jones out of New England. You need him gone.
0: Oh, my God, Al. That is music to my ears that you are saying that out loud after all the BS that you have been saying to me about Mac all this time. Now you're saying let's find a way to get. Him. Oh my god! I mean, it, it's it, like, now I told you, I told you this kid sucked. You wouldn't. And have I, I, to
1: I, I told you, and I told you this. I wish I went with my gut the night that they drafted him because my gut was right. And I, You, you only one net. Stick with it. And I know you, 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 you did stick with it. You did. I'm saying you did. I am saying I'm like, I I
0: wish- right. saying hey, this kid's got potential after his rookie year, but I want to see what he does year two. And then I, look what happened. Look who was right. Yeah, the idiot was right.
1: The idiot was right, he says. (laughs) Uh, Powder has now joined us and is
0: part of the podcast. Oh, look Uh, at that handsome devil with (laughs) that fresh haircut. Hi, hi, Powder.
2: Thank you. Hey. How you doing, pal? Hi, Powder. I'm great. Hey, I'm glad to see you alive, Maddie. Uh, How was work? It's good, getting crazy.
1: Yeah, you can understand. Baseball is almost here. It's almost that time. I see the Christmas tree is still in the background. I love that. Oh, yeah.
0: Powder, it's February. You know that, right? Not
1: February yet. Yeah, it's not technically. We're recording on January 31st. All right. Yeah. All
0: right.
1: Mate, listen, man. Hey, listen. Kevin Garnett used to keep his Christmas tree up till April, okay?
0: Listen, Kevin Garnett could do whatever the hell he wants. I don't want any problems with him.
1: Uh, Powder, we just, to kind of get you caught up to speed, we talked about the Patriots promoting DeMarcus Covington to defensive coordinator and hiring Jeremy Springer as their special teams coordinators. Uh, Yeah, like Jerry Springer, there you go. Uh, If you have any thoughts, let us know. If not, we can just keep moving along. You can just keep plugging along. All right, so we'll keep plugging along. So that's pretty much all the Patriots talk that we had for tonight. I mean, again, we're going to be hearing reports. We're going to be hearing things going on. Patriots have the fourth most cap space to spend in free agency this off at around sixty-six million. So hopefully they spend some of that. First of all, on key guys to re-sign. Second of all, other guys to bring into the organization to have more talent. And I also saw something today that if the Patriots cut JC Jackson, they can save fourteen million dollars in cap space and have no money against the dead cap. So you know what that means? Oh, cut his ass. Bye bye, JC. Bye bye. And I oh, like Really him? J.C. Jackson, I'm saying, like, bye-bye, Adam, bye-bye.
0: Because we say, what, $14 million, you said,
1: right? Yeah, and no, you're fine. And no money against the the hard cap, like the dead oh, cap. My God, yeah, why the hell are we keeping it? <laughs> uh, I think they're just waiting for the date that they can officially, like, do it and get the money. So that's what I'm taking yeah. at this point. So, again, they're going to find ways to get money. So, again, make moves with the money. Make moves with the money. And that's a perfect segue into a team that does not spend money, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, here we go. I just, I want to get this out of the way because this is one thing, and then Powder and I can go off. Matty, you can throw your two cents in, and then we'll kind of get into some Celtics talk and wrap up for the week. But the Red Sox, once again, losing one of their key contributors in 2023, Justin Turner, who was arguably one of the most fun players to watch, one of the best one-year Red Sox players I've seen personally uh, signed a 1-year 13 million dollar deal with the Toronto Blue Jays and according to Peter Gammons he said that the Red Sox he was they were interested in coming back to the Red Sox but the Red Sox didn't seem like they were interested in bringing back Justin Turner. So, first off, I I knew that Justin Turner wasn't going to be back. Like you you kind of felt that especially with the way the offseason's been going. But why are you letting him Go to a division rival for an affordable amount of money. $13 million for Justin Turner is not that much. You could have given him 15 for a year. You could have given him like a two for 28 deal or something. And I think you would have taken it and been fine with it. So that's that's the confusion for me. The player himself, electric player, really, really good hitter, especially in clutch situations. I can't remember one time last season where he didn't get a clutch hit. Like, more often than not, it's like, okay, if you need to tie the game, Justin Turner's going to get it done for you. If you need to if you need to win the game, Justin Turner will win the game for you. Sure, he's older, but guess what? The bat still did it. And that's the part that frustrates me is this team needs all the talent they can get, and they're letting one of their own just walk out the door without really any competition. So that's my take on that. Powder, any thoughts on Justin Turner going to the Blue Jays for one year?
2: Yeah, like you said, it's kind of a player that fit very well in the Red Sox. Uh, you even saw him working out at Fenway this winter. He kind of put his roots in in Boston a little bit. Like, obviously, not Tunk is only here for one year, but it seemed like him and his wife were doing a lot of charitable work in and around Boston. They seem to love it in this area, and he wanted to be there and it just sucks to see him go to Toronto where you know he's going to be good, he's surrounded. Like, he's going to help those um, young players get a little bit better as they grow for um, in next year, and it just sucks to see the Red Sox just not care and not want to spend money to get, to even, not get better, but just try and be as good as last year, even though it wasn't a good year. Maddie,
0: I mean, I'm sad to see him go. I wasn't expecting a and to be here next season anyways um just goes to show them they really don't want to spend money on joseph turner so why the hell are they gonna spend money on other good people
1: it, it's just it continues to be sad just what this team is and again it's not the player's fault it's not alex Quarter's fault it's all on the ownership yeah. that's where we're at right now it is on ownership
0: you know, the ownership says, oh, we got no money. But at the same time, we're going to go spend $3 million to go join like the live golf thing or whatever the heck they joined today.
1: Right. And that's that's the problem is I have a problem with kind of the timeline of everything. So here's here's a tweet from Jared Karabas around 1030 a.m. on January 31st. So the night that we're recording this was tweeted in the morning or posted whenever X. Anyways. November 2nd, 2023, Red Sox vowed to go, quote, full throttle. January 19th, 2024, Red Sox tell their fans that they're lowering the payroll. January 31st, 2024, Fenway Sports Group is part of a three sorry $3 billion investment group to partner with the P- PGA Tour, the LIV Tour. So that tells you everything that you need to know right there, and we're going to keep saying it. John Henry needs to get off his high horse, take his pride away, and sell the Red Sox for billions of dollars while still having all of his other investments that are worth millions and maybe even also billions worth of dollars. If you don't care, cash it in and then sell it to somebody that will actually take care of the product and actually put a winning product on the field and actually care about the fact that this is a big market team that should be competing. But if you're not going to do that, then, then guess what? Don't be surprised when ticket sales go down. Don't be surprised when alcohol prices go down as far as you know, consumption of alcohol and everything. Don't be surprised when merchandise doesn't get sold as much. It's all a domino effect. The only player that people are really there to see for the casuals and the diehards that love the game is Rafi Devers. Other than that, like Tristan Costas is a nice piece. Trevor Story, maybe he'll have a bounce back year, but guess what? This team's not going anywhere with John Henry as the owner. Sell the team, John Henry. Sell the team. you are not doing any favors with still having ownership of this team. Drives me nuts. Open floor.
2: I agree with you. At this point, we just saw the Orioles owner um, sell the team last night or late night, early one, whatever that happened. The Orioles are a team to never really spend. And now they're getting a new ownership group, which Cal Ripken is part of their ownership group. I don't know how much of a percentage he has, but he has some percentage. And you know someone like that that spent his whole career in Baltimore is going to want to spend. You need people like that to go out that the Red Sox need as their ownership that wants to spend money, that want wants to get this team better. Like you see the Orioles, they're going to, they have a really strong core and people were worried, no, they weren't going to sign them. They were just going to, I'm playing with their six years of their, before their arbitration, all that stuff. Then once they have free agency, they're probably all going to be gone. But now that they have a new ownership group, it's looking brighter for Baltimore for the long haul. And the Red Sox fans, we're looking at it. We're elite. Like Like, with this ownership group, they don't care about the Red Sox anymore. They got their four championships. They're happy. They're fine. And now they're, they don't care. They're off to the other things.
0: I mean, I mean I'll just, I'll just say my two cents, then we'll move on here. But it's why support a team that's not gonna be supported.
2: hmm Agreed.
0: Agreed. Like, I'm not gonna watch the Red Sox this year unless they're on ESPN. That's it. Like I was saying to my girlfriend the other day, I was like, Yeah, it kinda sucks we don't have Nessa in this summer because it's like I do like watching the Red Sox there in the summer. I don't care.
1: That's And that's the problem. A lot of fans have the same attitude that Maddie has. Like the team before, but now you see exactly what they're doing. They're gaslighting you, and they're getting mad at the fact that they know they're getting gaslit. Sam Kennedy literally came out and said, you're a liar if you don't think we're trying to do everything we can't. You're not. You're shedding payroll. You're not paying players. So if you're not going to pay for the players... Don't be surprised when fans are upset. Don't be surprised when fans are going to be griping and bitching when you go 71-91 and and have no chance at the playoffs.
0: Don't be complaining either when Fenway's empty this summer.
1: I know. And Justin Turner was actually someone that people liked going to see in 2023. He was, again, like I said, he was like... The reason why people went to Fenway last year. He he was one of them. Yeah, he he involved the community, loved being a part of Boston. Like Powder said... But you just don't want that guy. You want to get rid of him, so. I don't know. There's a rumor that they could potentially sign Jorge Soler. But at this point, I'm just like, I know we talked about Rob Bradford, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that episode out yet, make sure to check out that episode last week with WEEI's own Rob Bradford. We talked to him about everything Red Sox. Make sure to check out last week's episode. But again, like we talked with Rob Bradford about last week, it's just we don't know the move that's coming. We don't know if there's something else down the pipeline because we just we can't envision it. That's part of the problem. Whatever, spring training's around the corner, I guess. I mean, yay.
0: Like, Isn't Truck Day like literally coming up, too? It's always right after the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. It's just nuts. But anyways, we'll move on. Uh, I think we need uh, a little pick-me-up, and that pick-me-up can come in the form of A&B Kitchen Bar or A&B Burgers, which Powder will tell us about.
0: Powder, I can finally eat again. Come on, tell me all about it.
2: Um, like I say, every week, Legends Lingo is graciously sponsored by AB Kitchen Bar and AB Burgers. A and B Kitchen and Bar is located in Boston, Massachusetts, right across the street from the TD Garden, where A&B Burgers is located in Beverly, Massachusetts, right on the north shore of Mass. Um, uh, that has the best burgers, the best food you could ask for, best service, great local drinks. Um, if you want to meet up before, after, during a Bruin Celtics game while they're still rolling and um, you want uh, to be in the atmosphere, A&B Kitchen and Bar is the place to go. And if you listened to last week's episode, there was an idea mentioned that is in the works. I'm not going to say too much, but we are in the works of doing something with our great sponsor. And if you ever go there make sure you tell them the legends lingo boys sent you make sure to tell them the legends boys sent
1: you there to get that burger get that drink and get in the game Oh no no no, 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 no. at the a&b kitchen bar and a and burgers all right one celtics thing then we'll talk a little football at the end of this episode so general football general football uh Real quick with the Celtics. So the Celtics ended the month of January. They ended with a 129. Oh, thank God. To 124 victory over the Indiana Pacers at home, finishing the month of January at 11-5. and five, The five losses come in the form of a 19-point loss at home to the Los Angeles Clippers, two-point loss at home to the Denver Nuggets, a 33-point blowout loss on the road to the Milwaukee Bucks a two-point loss on the road to the Indiana Pacers, and then a four-point loss to begin the month in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. So the Celtics are losing to good teams, but that worries me just a little bit because I can't let go of the past in the sense of down the stretch, these, these teams that the Celtics are losing to, these are the teams you're going to have to beat in order to win a championship. Like, sure, they're the best team in the NBA. Sure, right now their record is 37-11, and which is great. But you have to beat the Nuggets, potentially, in the finals matchup. You might have to play the Timberwolves in the finals if you get there. Or the Thunder. You have to make sure you can beat Milwaukee in the East. I'm not even, and I'm knocking on what is I'm saying this, and I hope it was loud enough. If not, I'll do it again. I don't even think Philly's going to be a threat this year with with Embiid being injured all the time. I think Indiana is more of a threat to you than Philadelphia is right now. And by the way guys, we forget the Milwaukee Bucks. They have Doc Rivers is their coach now. Like, yeah, uh, scary, right? That's what I'm saying. It should not scare you and Damian Lillard can't really play defense at this at his age. He's in his early 30s now. Like the Bucks are getting older and slower. But again, this Celtics team, they got they've gotten to the final once with this you know core of Brown and Tatum. Now I know Porzingis is in the fold, Smarts out, and everything. But they better make sure that one, Porzingis is healthy, and two, that they take care of business early in the games, so that way they don't have to sweat the second half. That way they don't have to sweat the games down the stretch, like we did in the playoff runs the last two years. So good month, but I'm making sure also that I'm securing that one seat at all costs. Make the home court go through Boston, the whole playoffs. So that's that's just kind of my thing. Um, how do you guys feel about the Celtics right now, a little over halfway through?
0: I mean, the one thing that scares me is the all-star break. Um sometimes the all-star break is the killer for top teams. Um, the sense of they might have a nice uh they, they might have a nice groove going and then they hit the all-star break. They come out, they lose four out of the next five. Um, And everyone thinks, all right, what is going on with this team or what's going on here or anything like that? That's the one thing that's going to scare me is the All-Star break doesn't kill any momentum that this team has. And plus, on top of that, too, it's, all right, what's, you know, obviously Tatum's going. We know that for a fact. It's safe to assume Jalen Brown's going, Um, you know. It's going to happen to them over break, like, because they don't really get time off. Compared to the rest of the team, and they're the heart and soul. The, they're the heart and soul of the team. Um. So to me, it's just the one thing that I want to see. One thing where I can make a. I know I've been saying all year that the they're going to win the whole thing. I think coming out of the All Star break, the first five to ten games out of the All Star break is really going to determine what happens in the playoffs.
1: Agreed. Full heartedly agree. Powder any Celtics slots you want to throw in there.
2: Yeah, um, I agree with Maddie with the All Star break. You the big thing you don't want is them come out slow, and now they're in a trouble spot where, <laughs> excuse me, that um uh, they don't have momentum going into um going to the playoffs. It's kind of like the opposite of how um the year they made the finals against the Warriors where. They were just okay heading to All-Star break, then they really got hot after the All-Star break. You just don't want to see the Ops happen where they've been the best team in the league all year and then something slow them down and uh, halt this season where uh, it's a whole different story. I'd really hope the Celtics get
1: it done this year or even next year because after that, the title window is going to be closing really, really fast. I mean, you saw it with the Bucs. They won it in 2021. And that was, yeah, they got over the hump and they finished the job. But now look at them, not even two, three years later. They look like they could be on the verge of getting rid of a lot of veteran players like Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis and those guys because they're older. And they're going to have to build again around Giannis. So that's what scares me. Yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're like 26 and 25 or 27, 26 respectively. But that's the time when like Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas and these you know Hall of Fame guys started winning championships around that age. So now Tatum and Brown have to do that. They want to cement themselves and sell this legacy forever. So that's my concern. but again we'll see what happens. I know that's kind of what I've been saying all night, but time will only tell. I mean they have a little bit of an easy stretch right now. They got the Lakers at home on Thursday night. And then they have, I just had the schedule up, and of course, of course, Google does not want to work for me when I need it. It's the absolute worst. Um, So after that, the Celtics have the Grizzlies at home on Sunday, which, I mean, should be a win. Hawks on Wednesday. Wizards at home on Friday. And then they're at the Heat on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see about that game. And then at the Nets, home against the Nets, at Chicago, at New York, home against Philly, home against Dallas, home against the Warriors. And then at Cleveland, at Denver, at Phoenix. So they got another tough stretch coming up. Basically, from Super Bowl Sunday until March 10th, they have a brutal stretch. So we're going to see what they're really made of in that stretch. Any other thoughts on this before we move into football, Just channel football talk before before we move on?
0: Okay. Random what well, we got, Al. So, this is even okay. a surprise for hey. me.
1: All right. So, uh, championship Sunday took place AFC championship, NFC championship. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years in a 17 10 victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Maddie, I want my flowers because guess what? Lamar Jackson and, and I'm saying and, and the Baltimore Ravens stink. They can't get it done in big games, they can't win to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm glad I was right about that. So I'm taking a victory lap for that one. And then the Detroit Lions, man. Blowing a 24-7 to lead. Dan Campbell is the idiot amongst idiots to not kick a field goal when you're up 24-10, to go back up three scores, and then have San Francisco have to move the ball down the field again. It was ridiculous. I know that's what Dan Campbell did all year, but I just think he's an absolute moron absolute moron for coaching the way he did. And as soon as they didn't get that 4th and 2, the whole game changed. The whole momentum changed for the 49ers. The 49ers took advantage of it. So now for Super Bowl 58, we have a rematch of Super Bowl 55, which was the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm going to just keep this nice and simple. First of all, did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up from Championship Sunday?
0: No. we'll be here another hour I could get into it so fair
1: fair enough fair enough um 49ers Chiefs who do you like to win I think we all know but we want to win but who do we think yeah, is that I- now we're not gonna do this next week all right well we'll see if it changes but for now two weeks too early who do you think wins the Super Bowl Powder,
2: you
0: want to go first?
2: I'll go first, and I I want the 49ers to win. I love the story of Brock Purdy, all that stuff, but I just think the Chiefs, I just think they play too well in the playoffs. I think Mahomes is a great quarterback. I think he finds ways to win games, and I just I think the Chiefs are going to win.
0: Maddie, It pains me to say this. Because, again, I want the 49ers to win. But the Chiefs got hot at the right time. And I think they're going to ride into the sunset with their third championship. And now we can call the Chiefs a dynasty. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But there is no stopping Mahomes and Kelsey in the playoffs. They showed it in Baltimore. Even though Baltimore came out looking like a bag of ass. Um, I don't think the 49ers are ready for the Chiefs.
1: I hate to agree, but I think you're right. I think both of you guys are right. I think the Chiefs are going to win another one. Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed are going to win their third Super Bowl in four years. Taylor Swift is going to win her first Super Bowl. Oh, shut, shut up. up. And the Chiefs are going to be considered a dynasty, the the new dynasty, and they're going to be the they're going to be the first repeat champions since the two thousand three two thousand four New England Patriots. That's going to be sad to think about.
0: The
2: <laughs>
1: Patriots will no longer hold that hold that honor.
0: I mean, like it's about time. Like you know, it's about time. It took twenty years. And it's like, if there is any team in the league to do it, it is Kansas City.
1: So we won't we won't do scores this week. We'll do scores next week. To kinda of get into the Super Bowl mood. And we'll do a uh, we'll do a little fun thing on uh our next episode to get us into the spirit of uh Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh we may potentially have a guest next week. Powder, is that confirmed? Do we know it for next week?
2: It it is confirmed. Once okay. we have a time, I'll shoot it to him. But yes, we do have a guest for next week. Someone who's in our realm, but someone I didn't I had no idea he was following me and just on a DM and it worked out. So we do have a guest for next week. It's crazy. Right? It's Shaq. <laughs> I know.
1: Shaq. Uh it's not Shaq. That would be cool though. Um, we do have a guest next week. He's a big Red Sox personality right now on X and everything else, a part of a lot of podcasts and everything. We'll have a hmm. we'll have him on next week. So hopefully it'll be a good time. Maybe he can give us some answers that we're not getting or maybe that we weren't looking for before. But as always, be sure to rate and subscribe to the Legends Lingo podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and everywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Make sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, especially on X at Lingo Legends. We'll be back next week. Remember the Patriots will have hired an offensive coordinator. Celtics will have a few more games under their belt. Maybe we get someone to talk about the Bruins, too. We haven't talked about the Bruins in a minute. I feel like we have to do that. They're still one of the best teams in the East. Better than Toronto. Better than Toronto. But if nothing else, that's Potter with his Christmas tree. That's Maddie feeling better. I'm your host, Al, with the flat tire waiting for me to be changed. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week for episode 259. Yes, sir.